Hello everyone, Anthea Durand here. Welcome to my podcast, Ancestral Wisdom Evolution. Welcome to episode six of Ancestral Wisdom and Evolution podcast. I'm really pleased to introduce Kira Jagalina. Kira is an award-winning artist turned entrepreneur. Her artistic intention is to create expanding and emotionally connecting experiences for her audience and clients. This manifested in her amazing project, Symbiosis, that visualised breathing into light. Welcome, Kira. Thank you. So to start off, please can you tell me about your spiritual journey to, that led you to be the artist that you are today? Um, I was always interested in uh, connected to Eastern uh, philosophies and um, have uh, met uh, my teacher when I was uh, about 15. Um, and uh, there are a lot of practices within Tibetan Buddhism, also connected to, to visualizations or breath. Um, and uh, also I was uh, particularly interested in this state, uh, the hypnagogic states, which is the state kind of between being awake and falling asleep. There's a lot of practices as well around uh, visualizations in in that space or um, practice for lucid dreaming so perhaps i was already in this uh, kind of more um, activated state of mind before i had this uh, my what i would say my spiritual experience it wasn't necessarily related exactly to more of a buddhist experience of some sort or it was i would say um, as i found out later and sort of correlated their, uh, the ideas uh, something around non-duality so actually something that's beyond the definition of <laughs> space or experiences and um, that was uh, uh, in in Italy on a holiday with my godmother when I was 16 and I was just uh, trying to fall asleep and I couldn't really go to sleep and I was in this state, you know, in hypnagogic state between, um, I was already, I already been an artist and exploring art as a, as a practice since I was, yeah, 14, 15. Um, and uh, yeah, that particular experience, I think that inspired most of my artwork through connecting uh, to internal states and their, uh, well, the artistic practice in itself is really about uh, visualizing or externalizing the internal state, so that at least I think that's that's how it can be defined as. Um, and this particular experience was uh, me falling asleep. Uh, well, not really falling asleep, but trying to fall asleep uh, in this hypnagogic state. And I decided to just to connect to my breath and uh, connecting um, to just breathing in and uh, and out through following the breath from my body and. As I was doing it, I started feeling this incredible expansion and simultaneous contraction and this kind of this incredible brightness and 
dense darkness and I was also my emotions where I was crying and laughing at the same time and it was this expansive state of everything and nothing um yeah, later I, I always perceive it as something of a state of non-duality when, you when you're experiencing all these dualities in, in one and experiencing everything as this uh, contraction expansion, which is really what breath is. And breath is this uh, life force that follows everything, that breath is breath is everything, everything that's alive, uh, breathes in, in some kind of way. Um, and it's this uh, uh, primal, force of 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 life uh well that's why they call it i guess prana pranayama so it's a force of life um and uh i i didn't necessarily uh, start uh exploring um uh, i i have been interested in breath work um so I've, uh, there's also breath work practices in tibetan buddhism which is uh, kind of more kumbhaka and kind of breath retentions and it always fascinates me how uh, this this tool that we all have and how it can take you to completely different dimensions and experiences through just um, connecting to something we do every day. Um, and um, I, I know also there's other practices of breathwork, which is actually um, have been replaced, uh, have replaced LSD therapy, you know, to the extent to get people to kind of this transcendental psychedelic states just purely through breath. Um, I, uh, it's not exactly what I'm focused on. So actually a lot of these practices as well, they often stimulate, overstimulate your, um, yeah, you kind of experience. That's why you start kind of can process trauma or but also just connecting to the breathness uh, I mean, there's really such a variety now of beautiful breathwork practices uh, to kind of tune into. There's biodynamic breath breath work where you connect to your breath somatically and you kind of move and you really feel through your breath how your body has holds all this emotion and trauma and memory and just connecting to it just purely through um, through breath. So um, yeah, breath is. Uh, it's quite amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, uh, well, the, particularly in the context of the uh, um, art practice, if uh, you want me to continue talking about that, and um, I think that that experience was particularly inspiring for uh, just focusing on this idea of externalizing this internal state, because ultimately I experienced that there was no really delineation in between. But somehow in the physical form, we have this separation. So how can, they, can you bring, how can you create experiences for people to feel, again, to kind of help connected or connected to this kind of thermal sort of effort space, in a sense, uh, through, uh, uh, well, I've explored it in my art practice through different mediums. Um, at first, I was particularly interested in uh, uh, sound, actually, sound, and uh, then video, film. So because it's um, just thinking about how can I immerse the viewer in different senses and create this kind of uh, surreal, sort of dreamlike worlds, which they can be part of and um, kind of experience some kind of elevation through 
separating from the physical form into this sort of abstract um, space of uh, archetypes or symbols or imagery or how how do you how can you um, yeah, kind of trigger certain sensations in the viewer and the, what they see or uh, what they experience uh, in order yeah, to kind of create this uh, non-separation between the, mm. the viewer and the perceived object. Um, in that case, not, not really an object, um, but as a, yeah, as, a, as a 4D video experiences, for example. Um, and I've, I've worked a lot with kind of... Uh, uh, also creating sort of installations for secret cinema and um, different sort of uh, commissions, uh, uh, projections for theater. Um, and uh, at one point, uh, I think that was when I was already pregnant, I had a, a sort of a project. I had some space to do something that I wanted to do myself. And I always had this idea about how to visualize breath and uh, just kind of made a video with this light that was moving to represent uh, breath. Uh, and I thought, yeah, how amazing it would actually be to uh, to have a directly interactive experience. Um, and uh, uh, my my skill set is mostly sort of in, in, in video and in kind of this more of idea space, a concept, conceptual space. Um, and at one point I I was at an event and there was a, and it was sort of meeting of artists and engineers and to share ideas. And I had this idea and I ended up sitting next to this to this guy and uh, a man. Um, talking about this idea of uh, kind of visualizing breathing and it was like yeah you can maybe use these sensors that sensors and then I was like yeah let's let's do it so then we kind of embarked on this on this journey um uh to yeah to kind of use uh, uh to explore how to visualize breathing um uh which was yeah, I guess 2015 um so we explored different uh different methods of sensing, uh, different sensors, different visualizations. Um, and I found particularly interesting as well working with this sort of interactive uh, art element where, uh, where the, like for example, with films, you, you kind of make the film and then you give it to the audience and they can have the experience that they they have. I mean, of course, you want to translate a certain, certain uh, maybe ideas or certain visions, but you still there's this kind of freedom to what experience uh, they can have with film. With the installation work, it's more like you're creating the experience, so you need to make sure that they experience the thing that you want them to kind of experience. Of course, they will take off, take away different uh, elements from it, uh, but I think I I did want to. And I think it's uh, yeah, just using those elements of of interaction. How do you create this particular experience for to create this particular state in a sense? And just thinking about it's a yeah, it's it's maybe it's a kind of alchemy. Also, you know how do you how do you combine elements and create a, um, in the physical world for people to perceive and and to to yeah to be able to channel a certain experience. Um, yeah, maybe an element of 
a kind of magic in it, how to kind of co-create magic. And but then at the same time, the the person themselves, the participant, they only can have that experience if they actively participate. So it's very much dependent on that relationship. Um could you tell me about um sim? Um so I've seen it, it looks extraordinary. So can you tell the audience about what SIM is, the device you've developed? Um, yeah, uh, well, I can tell you from, I guess, from that point of story, how we came to develop SIM. Um, so the, yeah, the idea with visualizing breathing that turned into different forms of symbiosis. So um, as an art installation that's, and visualized breathing. Um, so the first visualization was this uh, this tunnel uh, that you kind of this cocoon-like sort of tunnel uh, with a sort of mirrored surface inside that you look into and you see the other person on the other side and you're sending sort of light spirals towards each other through your breath. Um, and that was those the first visualization uh, that I took to a few different festivals, including kind of breaking convention. Um, and uh, and uh, like a deaf festival, and for example, I realized how it can be this amazing tool for people to communicate through their breath. So it's kind of a tool beyond, you know, inhibitions, limitations of language of uh, how people can just purely connect through to each other through their breath. And it's something very beautiful in it. Uh, especially, I think in that context was also the eye uh, eye contact. Um, yeah, so it, it was really amazing to see this beautiful experiences being created. And then uh, also the idea was to translate it to a bigger space where people can be inside of. So then developed into uh, the larger symbiosis dome for eight people. Uh, so it was a dome um, with uh, uh, sensors. Then we, at first we had kind of belt sensors. Then we had uh, this, uh, I wanted to have more non-invasive sensors, which you can kind of sit into. So there was these cushion sensors on the back. So as you breathe with your belly, your lower back expands and that uh, senses their, uh, their expansion and visualizes in breathing, in, in light, visualizes um, the breathing, person's breathing pattern in uh, uh, different color LED petals. And when they synchronize, it turns into this sort of rainbow uh, flower. So the idea with creating that experience was uh, how do I actually create a collective altered state um, with uh, yeah, multiple people um, aiming to synchronize their breath and uh, creating this collective kind of experience of uh, collective breath, you know? And it was some very beautiful experiences as well. And I took it to a few different music festivals and light festivals. And I always found how people uh, mentioned feeling much more relaxed afterwards or telling me like being very grateful for the experience for offering that experience in a space where maybe they felt quite overwhelmed within the festival or quite anxious and then they came into space and connected to their breath and felt much much better and I could see also the the so the benefit that experience uh, can bring to people in terms of connecting to their breath connecting to themselves and connecting to others because we're just so overstimulated and overwhelmed in in life and when i was doing it as well it was uh maybe 2017 uh, uh 18 and breathwork wasn't quite as popular then as well so i think people you know like when you tell them oh you connect to your breath it's like 
what you know breath <laughs> you know people didn't even think about kind of breathing a lot of the time and especially breathing for their bellies so also the position of the sensors uh, encourages um, belly breathing and as i realized through through um which ended up being basically the experience of holding space for people within uh, the tent, the dome, uh, where I created an installation to connect to their breath. And I realized that a lot of people actually breathe through their chest, uh, which, you know, is more stress, sympathetic nervous system response. And uh, actually, it's quite difficult to get people to think about breathing through their belly. And it's really, there's a, um, there's potential there to kind of use this technology for encouraging people to breathe through their bellies, which was... Basically, what um, led me to collaborate with a gastroenterologist who was, uh, uh, we ended up being uh, basically on this kind of hackathon to do with the Royal College of uh, Art and, and uh, Imperial uh, combined. There was a sort of a, a meeting of PhD students about kind of ideas for med tech businesses. And I was working already with a person who uh, was uh, on that uh, weekender. And we were doing some research uh, actually around um, yeah, the benefits of the experience of symbiosis and the, its effect on loneliness and kind of well-being, how it can create creates a kind of sense of community and connection and improves well-being. Um, and uh, she proposed kind of the idea to the gastroenterologist to combine sort of our forces to create a basically, and we won uh, the best pitch award in that in that weekender uh, and won a grant to develop the first prototype of of sim uh, as um, as a kind of compact version of symbiosis um which um which is something i kind of had in my mind to do but then there was you know some things that manifested or happened that uh, uh, it, it wasn't the most cleanest manifestation there was a lot of complexities around that but i think that led, that started my journey as a um yeah as kind of develop as an entrepreneur from you know from artist to uh actually developing a product being a product developing actual product uh design and um uh, figuring out this also how to kind of be in a business uh space um and then so that yeah that was um, a few years ago then it was uh then i did my i was doing my master's so it was a little bit on hold and also COVID happened, so it was a kind of the whole thing was a bit slow. So I was only really been working on it uh, full time uh, from last year. Um, so after the initial prototype, we tested it with IBS patients. Uh, so particularly uh, people with IBS, uh, they um, uh, they experience the symptoms often triggered by anxiety. So if you can take away the anxiety and you can stimulate more brain sympathetic nervous system response. Um, you can sort of relieve the symptoms, so especially uh, the kind of polyvagal theory where the vagus nerve sort of connects your gut and your your brain. So the any so anything that happens disrupts uh, your brain, you know, your mind affects your gut or and vice versa. Um, and yeah, there was a it was tested positive effect. Uh, but then at the same time, I felt like, well, a lot of people actually suffer from anxiety, so it can really benefit uh, quite a wide uh, wide group of people. And um, uh, yeah, so we've been developing the product. Uh, uh, it's 
it's quite hard to actually take a physical um, I mean, it's hard with the arts to actually create physical to materialize them physically, especially when you talk about kind of installations and building and organizing. It's a, it's a lot of uh, a lot of pain and tears and sweat and, <laughs> and blood often goes into it. Um, but then at the same time, when you have the experience of people having this almost enlightened experience, you feel like all that effort is you know is worth it after all. Um, so with this with this product, the aim right now is to yeah to kind of launch uh, uh, launch it as a product and to have it more widely available for for people to uh, to have in their practices, to use with clients, to use by themselves, to connect to to their breath, uh, to connect to their partners. Um, I think there's a yeah there, I think there is a lot of potential for um, yeah to kind of bring real light into people's life through connecting to their breath. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the audience on the new, my YouTube channel at the end of this uh, talk will be a video that shows uh, Sim. So Sim is a, a beautiful, uh, you have a belt that you wear and as you breathe in front of you, you have this beautiful uh, device with different lights. So the whole combination of breathing and experience the light has um, an amazing effect. So uh, on my YouTube channel, Anfi Durand, you'll be able to see at the end of this uh, this talk, um, a video of Sim. So could you share, I know you have a beautiful uh, bee breathwork practice. Could you share that for the audience first to experience, please? <laughs> uh, sure. Um, also, I guess I, I would also like to share to um, uh, just uh, connecting to your belly, uh, belly breathing. So also to just notice also where where you're breathing by doing one hand on your chest and one hand on your belly, and as you're breathing, just uh, connect to which hand moves more, and just send your breath into the belly. So as you're breathing. You expand your belly like a balloon, and as you breathe out, drawing your belly button in, just kind of slowing down your breath. It's just a really good to connect to breathing from from your belly, from your ground, from your kind of to ground yourself and. To just be in yourself and just to calm your nervous system. And another really good uh, practice for stimulating the the parasympathetic, the, the, the yeah, kind of resetting the nervous system is the, the bee's breath. So there's many people, many ways people do it. Some some people hold here or they hold, you know, they hold uh, kind of particular um, places which vibrate. So the idea is actually uh, the bees they vibrate and that kind of uh, uh, that helps their uh, uh, to kind of regenerate their body. Um, but you can do it just simply by. Uh, Breathing out through your mouth and just uh, tighten your, your lips like uh, like you would basically hum. So as you breathe in fully, you breathe in. And just hum. 
It's like such a simple thing, but it's uh, it's quite nice and quite pleasant. And you feel almost the celebration that almost the, the cats do when they purr. Um, Could you just repeat that uh, B sound? Um, because I think the internet went a bit funny. Uh, could you just repeat the uh, the the B breath sound you did? Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's basically any sound you can make any sound you want but just uh, have your mouth closed so uh, kind of how you would hum and how many should a person do that once or how many times should they do, uh, do you it? can do it a few times yeah you can do it uh, maybe three three times um, and yeah just to uh, actually when we hum we uh expand our breath longer so it's nice practice just to have a longer out breath which is also great for just rebalancing the system So what are the future plans for SIM? Is there a, a time it's going to be launched or what are the future plans that you've got for SIM? Yeah, actually, we're about to launch a Kickstarter. Um, so that is, uh, it will be available to, to pre-order on a Kickstarter. Uh, you can also, um, uh, right now, the, the plan is to, do, to launch it quite soon. Uh, the, actually, at the end of September, it might be pushed, uh, pushed uh, a little bit, but... Uh, please have a look online at uh, deepsimsym.com. Um, also, uh, yeah, so the idea is now to launch a product by the by the end of the year, and we are just uh, finalizing, obviously, uh, all the kind of manufacturer details and how to actually physically bring it to the world in its volume. So <laughs> um, yeah, it's quite uh, it's quite exciting. It's a uh, it's a uh, yeah, it's available to to pre-order now. Congratulations! I know you've been working a long time on that project, and it looks absolutely. I haven't actually experienced it, but I've I've seen lots of amazing videos and a great sense of how people experience um, that, and it seems very powerful. And I'm sure the whole combination of using the breath and combination of that to the light um device that you've entered i'm sure is going to help many people mm, yeah i hope so too also we just submitted the proposal hopefully i'll uh, be realized to um to develop a user interface with a with an app uh together with therapists so to to really draw on um uh seems potential as a self-management tool for anxiety to develop a kind of accompaniment app which would have sort of soothing sounds or different breathing practices or give you kind of data um, on your experience. Um, at the same time, I think, I think it's uh, um, I think it's really nice to have a product that's not reliant on an app as such, but also it's, it's, uh, it's good to have this incorporation of technology and to have just more flexibility for uh, for the person as well. Um, 
and uh, possibly in the future we also might have a tool where you can connect to another person's you know, breathing who are, might be on the other side of the world. And I think one of my yeah, kind of my ambitious ideas would be how to get the whole world to breathe together, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what are your you know hopes on how this can sim can help people? What are your hopes on how it can help other people by the people using it? Yeah. Uh, uh, right now, I've seen uh, through obviously uh, showing uh, different events and having different people feedback. Uh, I think there's a lot of multiple uses, uh, um, even just for certain medical conditions such as uh, COPD or, or asthma, just the idea of connecting to your breath because it's a lot of it is like lack of control or even people with long COVID as well, I know they, they, they suffer from kind of taking deep breaths. So it really encourages you uh, to take a deep breath and to just to be in control uh, of, of, of your breath again. And in a sense also, it's, a, it's an interesting actually action of like being in control and losing control because I find uh, when you also use their um, use the lamp, so it's a, it's a kind of a lamp uh, that, uh, uh, the, so the light moves up as you breathe in and moves down as you breathe out. So that is, yeah, And but at the same time, it only really works when you are relaxed and when you're kind of uh, uh, engaged in a slow, deep dive from breathing. So when people try to hurt, they kind of they, they kind of get a bit uh, tense or it's, or it's not working and it's kind of, it's interesting, becomes an interesting sort of philosophy almost for, life you know when you kind of let go and relax into things and it works everything kind of flows and works much better so it's really like a tool to externalize the internal state uh really so and it's for them for people to just connect to uh being in control of themselves in their uh their physical and emotional states um as i said also you know breath uh has so much potential to to stimulate our both nervous system and also different physical processes in our, in our body, uh, including increasing kind of uh, hormones, uh, positive hormones, endorphins, serotonin, and uh, increasing blood flow, uh, lowering, uh, lowering heart rate, and uh, all these things which are physiological symptoms of kind of emotional states as well, and uh, as well as certain physical tensions. Um, yeah, so it, it really helps. Uh, there are studies on deep diaphragm breathing to help uh, pain management. So by using this tool, and it makes it much easier as well to connect to your breath. So even people who struggle to meditate, they might, uh, you know, when you're told to kind of form these mindfulness techniques, when you're told to just uh, connect to your breath, I think when people close their eyes, so just your brain sort of switches on and it's kind of, you know, this endless ruminating or thoughts that are hard to kind of take away but when you have a, this external visualization then you have this more of a focus of being becoming part of this kind of glowing jellyfish and almost like losing losing and connecting to yourself at the same time you know um, in a kind of in a sort of primordial sense um, I think the yeah the thing that influenced me the most in in terms of my connection as well to Tibetan Buddhism, this focus on this kind of primordial state, what is this primordial state of being um, as as light, you know, so we just become kind of light as it is in this external form. <laughs> okay. So 
the fact of having the light device only works when the person is breathing, is taking a breath. Is that the connection on how it how it works? Yeah, so it's a, it's a direct interaction. So as you begin the light response, all right. To, so it's you controlling the lamp with your with your breath. Uh, there's also going to, there's also like a demo mode, so you can have just the lights, you know, in the corner of the room, not necessarily use use of the sensor. So right now it's a sensor in a belt or a cushion that you kind of hold uh, on your belly, and uh, you use it with the light. It automatically connects to the light. And so when you when you breathe, and you can also do it with another person. So when you breathe together, uh, there's alternate uh, color lights, and as you you synchronize and turn this rainbows. I actually might send you another video which shows more of that. Um, and so it's, it can be also as a way to just connect to another person to do like a collective activity. But I know sometimes it becomes quite funny how people st still get competitive. You know, in that sp in that space, <laughs> sort of you know who's breathing better. <laughs> um, humans are funny, um, but the idea is 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 trying to just kind of bring you back to to your yeah yourself and this sort of primordial state of being. Um, yeah, and the, and the yeah and in the demo mode, you you also just have the lights just kind of moving with. Uh, optimal uh, rate of six breaths per minute. So that's kind of considered to be an optimal rate for well-being. Um, so you can also just have it in the corner of your room just to remind you to to breathe more slower. Yeah, I was going to say that. Is there instructions on the type of breathing that a person should do? Yeah, so that's where, that's where the app comes in. Uh, so I think uh, once we develop the app, which might be so the, the product we're developing now, uh, that's why it took such a long time to kind of go through different iterations because now we're doing a new iteration which would allow um, uh, the accompaniment to, of the app. Uh, so when we release the product now, it will have these features to be able to connect to, to the app uh, where you would uh, have sort of breathing exercises or feedback on how you're breathing or maybe even you know kind of certain states that you want to achieve or where you're at to tell you how, you know, what kind of breathing exercise is best to do. So the machine doesn't automatically pick up a certain type of breath in order to light up the correct uh, type of breathing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, right now, right now it's, for example, if you do kind of a uh, fire breath, like a uh, you know, Kalabati breath, like, <laughs> like it's not gonna respond so, uh, uh, so so well because it's more the algorithm right now is focused on kind of deep slow breathing, uh, but perhaps within you know if we have an app we can have sort of different settings where people can have also different experiences what they need at the time, um, because there are there are such a multitude of different breathing practices to create you know more relaxed state more focused state more sort of uh, stimulated state it's uh, yeah. Um, you can have a maybe menu of different states, whatever you want to be, <laughs> whatever you want to feel like, you know. Um, but I think primarily, I uh, I think I'm a, I'm my focus with the light is just to get actually people to breathe, to you know, just to, yeah. to, chill, to chill out and kind of just connect to their breath to to breathe because 
as I think a lot of the popular breathwork practices are very stimulating, and we already live in a very stimulated world. world and I feel um, that needs to we need to out bring back this kind of quiet and being more still and and more calm uh, kind of environment compared to say like Wim Hof uh, breathing, um, which is more sort of stimulating and uh, activating the kind of sympathetic response. Um, and this is just an experience to really, yeah, to just connect and, and to, yeah, to make, create a space for yourself, to create space for this. Mm. So it's an experience, really. It's uh, about how do you create also, obviously, the fact that it came from an art installation, which is uh, the art installation is the focus to, uh, the focus of the uh, creating that experience, it's about creating an experience, a certain experience where people feel a particular way through the interaction of different elements. So uh, it's not, uh, it's not like any other kind of products or devices out there, which are more focused on kind of the the tech aspect or, um, you know, just uh, using it as a tool, like, uh, you know, or it's just a thing that you kind of put or it vibrates or it's, a, it's an app that, you know, you do this. So it's here, it's also... This kind of aesthetic experience is is a really big part of it. Uh, I think that's uh, uh, and that's actually part of my research practice, which I did my masters and uh, did cognitive studies. And um, my focus, my dissertation was about non-duality and aesthetic experiences. So how can we create this kind of non-dual states or of uh, almost um, yeah? It's a to disconnecting from yourself in a sense, and then also like connecting to the source, almost I guess you can say, uh, through externalizing and focusing on you know, this aesthetic uh, experience of uh, seeing the light. Yeah, and I think it's people ways. will be working by themselves with it. It seems uh, right that they would just go with the natural way of you know, breathing with the lights because that's, I suppose, any deeper processes would be, I, I suppose that's what you're saying about the app, it'd be teaching them that. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I think just that kind of, as you said, that kind of standard breath work with the the light object seems a great way for people to be able to do that by themselves in a safe way and naturally and easily and um to get that desired results of relaxation or help with healing particular things as you said with uh, any health conditions as well mm-hmm. so thank you kira so how can people contact you how can the audience contact you if they want to know more about your sim or your work yeah, you can uh, you can uh, send a message on the website. Uh, there's a contact form. Subscribe to the newsletter. Um, follow on Instagram at deep dot uh, um, and, and the website is www.deepsim.com. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. It's been great, and I I love the work you're doing and. Uh, Good luck when you launch it later on this year. Thank Thank you. you. Please support the Kickstarter as well. (laughs) Thank you.
We live in a busy, disconnected world, constantly faced with uncertainty and increasing pressures. It can be incredibly overwhelming. One in three people experience anxiety. Mental health problems are one of the largest causes of disability in the UK, costing estimated 105 billion to the economy. Introducing SIM, an interactive light for mindful relaxation. Simply taking a deep breath can help to reset the nervous system, instantly calming the mind. The light directly responds to your breathing, which is picked up by the custom sensor in a cushion or belt. As you breathe in, the light responds. SIM encourages you to breathe through the belly using a diaphragm, which has been proven to immediately activate the body's relaxation response, the parasympathetic, improving both mental and physical health. It doesn't rely on an app to work, and you can use it with multiple people at once. When breathing in sync, the color of the light changes to rainbows for an increased sense of joy, triggering dopamine and serotonin release. SIM has a therapeutic effect and can be used by practitioners to make it more easy and rewarding for their clients to practice diaphragmatic breathing. SIM can be used at home, in the practice, with friends, an event, transforming any space into an immersive and relaxing experience. Our vision is to share the deep sim experience globally. Become part of our journey and help us to bring light to the world.